seconds. Sam Bell reporting to Central, 10.14 Pacific time. I've got a full container of Helium-3 ready to roll. By the time this message reaches you, it should be in transit. Uh, otherwise, everything running smoothly. Uh, how are things uh, down there? You guys been doing any, you know, good parties or anything? Oh, thanks for the uh, the uh, the football feed. It um almost felt live and uh almost, but uh. Three years is a long haul, you know? It's it's way, 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 way too long. You know, I'm, t- I'm talking to myself on a regular basis, so uh, time to go home. You know what I mean? So that's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. <laughs> is that good enough? Yeah, that, there's no other way to do that. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me, boy. Let's brag. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Coming to you live from the moon. It's another episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. My name is Gabe. I'm your station leader here, uh, and joined with me are uh, my two lovely co-hosts, Nick and Layla. What's up, guys? Hey. How goes it? Oh, you know, it's another week. Feeling a little lost in space? Ready to rock and roll. It's an allegory for our lives. I mean, come on. Jesus. Dude, it's all allegories. Uh, I got a question for y'all. Maybe we'll start with Layla first. What's the last good movie you watch? Like, really, like outside of anything that we do on the pod? That's an interesting question because I like (laughs) deep dived on like watching things this weekend. Mm -hmm. I watch like a crap ton of movies that are on my uh, awards list. Um, favorite of those? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I watched Coda, Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, Being the Ricardos, Last yeah. Duel, and I feel like there's something else I watched, but I can't remember right now. So impressed. Um, I also need to respond to your messages about that. <laughs> um, yeah, all very interesting watches. I don't know if I like particularly loved any of them. Um, I do think Coda is like really beautiful, and I think yeah. if anyone's looking for something that just like hits your heart so deeply, Coda is that movie. Like maybe watch it with your family. Like it's just it's pretty magical. In it's that like way. a good like crowd pleaser, like one that I'm not like upset at. Like that is like pandering. You know? Yeah. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I also in. I didn't think it was amazing or anything, but the craft of the tragedy of Macbeth is just like it's beautiful. So it's it's yeah. like it's a really like arts and crafts? really yeah. cool yes arts Nick. And and That's what we talk about on this pod. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool like iteration or idea of how to put Macbeth onto a screen. I really appreciated yeah. that, but I'm I'm just never I've 
like I'm fine with the fact that I will never be able to just sit and listen to Shakespeare. <laughs> I can't um, AI ambit. It's, it's like so hard. <laughs> that movie is Macbeth. There's nothing else. It, it's it is just, just straight Macbeth. Macbeth. <laughs> and it is, I'm fucking so tired of iambic <laughs> pentameter. We should just put it to bed forever. Rewrite yeah. Shakespeare without the fucking iambic pentameter. I don't pentameter. agree with any of this. Yeah, I know. Nick is a classically trained theater actor, <laughs> so he doesn't like this. Um, Have Nick, I told the soda story before? Nick, no. I've told you now. the story. Oh, one time uh, I was at like a soliloquy thing with like someone else in my high school. We loved it because we got a whole day off of school mm. and uh, we were in line to get f- food and this like nerd in front of us was like, oh, they have soda. Oh, yeah. And the way she said it was just amazing. And my friend Sophie and I always like, oh, soda every time we see each other, which wow. is sparing now. <laughs> oh, jeez. But Nick- there's some nerds there. That's pretty much it. Nick, last good movie you Speaking watched. Speaking of nerds, Simran is calling me. Um, last good movie I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed Licorice Pizza. That's probably yeah. the mm-hmm. last like good, like good good movie I saw like in a theater. I mean, if we're discounting the movies that we've watched that yeah. are good movies for the um, pod, for the pod, then that one probably I think yeah. Word. Okay, today we are doing Moon versus I Am Mother, Nick. Why are these movies similar? Why should we compare them? Uh, two uh, sci-fi... Mm, they're not just both dystopian, but two sci-fi movies in which um, a computer Are you winging lies this? To, yeah, I'm winging this. I didn't write anything down. Uh, yeah, a computer lies to a human being about the purpose of their existence. I would also go. put it as... Uh, two movies in which there is a lone uh, yes. person in a station uh, whose only company is a robot who is um, that you don't necessarily truth. know is telling the truth or not until a, a surprised visitor shows mm. up. Good. Better than what? Why didn't you just do it? I don't know because I thought you're usually really good at this. Anyways, uh, this will be so fun to break these down and figure out which one is better. These are two movies that Layla has never seen before, so I'm very excited to hear uh, her take on it. Uh, Let's break these down the only way we know how by using five categories and a one to seven rating scale one being lowest, seven being highest, and four being average or neutral or in between. Let's start out with actoring. Let's oh, talk Jesus. about the performances, um, how the <laughs> actors did in it, uh, and whether the writers and directors gave them the tools that they needed to perform at the best of their abilities. Uh, since Layla let out an OGs, oh, well, I just I, this, I was not what? expecting actoring. That's a it's a little bit of a shell shock to start. Yeah, with. dude, it's, I, I throw curveballs when I moderate, baby, Nick. <laughs> Tell us about actoring for... No, no, no. I was saying since she did that, I'm going to you. I see what you did. I don't like it. Let's start with Moon. I get it. Actoring. Moon? Yeah. Oh, so just like profusely uh, speak about Sam Rockwell's chops. Acting chops. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sam Rockwell, if if you're listening to this podcast, and I'm assuming you watched Moon, and you just like didn't understand how good of an actor Sam Rockwell is. Sam Rockwell is a very, very good actor. And he is so good in both of his roles. Technically, he has three. 
Oh, we should say right now we are uh, we're gonna spoil these movies. So oh yeah, I just did. If you Sorry. haven't seen them and you want to see them, that I mean, Moon's been soon. out for like thirteen years. I don't even remember yeah. the last time we said that disclaimer out loud. So yeah. I think it's well, fine. we didn't need to for certain things, but like, you're like, oops. Moon. If you really want to watch Moon, which I I have always strongly recommended anyone to watch. It's free yeah. right now on Pluto TV. Just turn this off now. And re-listen. Yeah. Anyways, Sam Nick, Rockwell's got a dual role thing going on. On, and it is just he's just fully on the money mm-hmm. um and then you you know your side performances are f- small you know kevin spacey is a piece of shit uh human being but he has a good voice for a robot yeah he really does um so you know there's that and you know his vocal performance is perfect because you constantly have to guess whether or not this you know moving computer with a little like emoji face is any good or is um you know misleading uh and it's perfect in the end where you're like hey, it's actually not that bad yeah it's a nice surprise in the, the end because it's supposed to be like hal yeah uh, 3000 both or whatever the robots in both these movies are supposed to be a little hal-esque and yeah. um but, but I mean, this is just essentially the Sam Rockwell and is the writing and directing good and the writing and directing are great in Moon and Sam Rockwell is excellent. So I give it, um, I, I find it hard to give it a seven because there's not another a- actor. It's just one. So, I mean, it's either a six it's or a gotta seven It's got to be one of the most me. impressive singular performances yeah. in my right, Let's mind. give it a seven. No, you, and then you don't need to Lola. give it a seven. That's like perfect. But go with whatever. You, I couldn't. Heart. I can't imagine it being better cast. Yeah. I mean, some of the writing, I feel like, could be better just in terms of the story. Okay. On but this on this rewatch, um, but not really the characters and the performance. I mean, Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey couldn't right. be he who must not be named. A seven out of seven for Nicholas Layla. A seven first time Sorry, watcher. I did not hear that. Um, yeah, I could move to a six to. Com- Convince me. I mean, I don't think this is a seven. <laughs> I, I am going to give it a six because, like, if there was a category to profusely talk about this film in, it is how great mm. Sam Rockwell is and how, like, he's the perfect person and dynamic person to carry a character like this that has to go through so many, like, a spectrum of emotions. Like, there is such a, like, it's a breath of fresh air how like easily he transitions from like comedy to like kind of scary comedy and then to like trauma and sadness and pain and all of the above. Like, yeah, you really need someone who can do the full spectrum of emotions within like two lines. And he's able to do that. Like, that's what's so incredible about Sam Rockwell. He's just versatile as all hell and an incredible actor. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with a six. I think he, I think he does an incredible job. I don't think this is like a perfect performance. I mean, like we've had singular like, not that I think it's like any better necessarily, but like Matt Damon was nominated for The Martian and it was a singular performance in space as well. Yeah, so Matt like, Matt Damon fucking sucks in The Martian and that movie blows. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I don't disagree it's really good in that those it's crypto not crypto commercials. Though. Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So I yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I just. I've seen better male performances, so I'm not going to give it a seven, but I think it's really great, and it's a, a like a very much above average. 
I'm going to take it back. Matt Damon doesn't blow in The Martian. I just was like so incredibly disappointed by that movie. You that movie. He's, he's fine in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mostly agree with you guys. I uh, just... Yeah, one just the thing about Sam Rockwell. This is why, like you know, I'd be okay with the seven. Is the way he plays the two versions of himself are so different because it's the first stages of him at the station mm-hmm. and the last stages that it is just like incredible to me um, how yeah. he achieves. He plays it. like desperate and pained and stoic and determined in yeah. the same. You know, breath, which is amazing. There is uh, a couple things I wanted to point out uh, that maybe you guys didn't notice. Do you know who the two people he's talking to are? The actors. One's, one's Matt Berry. The yeah, one's Matt Berry from who, What We Do in the Shadows and Benedict Wong yeah. uh, from like Doctor Strange and stuff uh, and, and Arrival. Uh, or no, he's in Annihilation. Annihilation. Um, and then the girl. Is Kaya Scodelero from mm-hmm. Skins and the Maze, Maze Runner. Runner? So yeah, yeah, uh, that was cool. Anyways, uh, Layla gave it a six, and Nicholas gave it a seven out of seven. Let's talk about actoring for I Am Mother. Mm. Layla, kick us off. Mm. Okay, um, I gave it a four. I don't know. Okay. I think it's average. I don't think it's like the worst acting ever, and I like. I think they they do what they can with what they were given, I guess, is all I can really say about it. I don't think the girl's bad. I don't think she's, like, the next young actress that's going to, like, dominate film or anything like that. Um, I think, again, I just think she does fine. I feel that way about, like, all like all of it. <laughs> I think it's just, like, fine. Um, I've It's been a long time since I've watched a movie where I didn't, like, emotionally feel pulled other, either direction, <laughs> which mm. I think is something to, like, point out. I didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, something about this was incredible or the way they wrote these characters was really smart. Mm-hmm. And I definitely yeah. didn't feel like, wow, fuck these characters either. Like, I just yeah. truly fell right in the middle where I was like, all right, I've definitely seen characters like this before. You're both doing an okay job. All right. <laughs> So I, I felt like I firmly needed to land at a four. <laughs> that makes sense. I totally would give it the same score. I think that, uh, I think I read this movie was in like, you know, movie purgatory for a long time, the script. And it it just shows because it's a good idea. And honestly, one that I think is, um, when it's totally fleshed out is f- fairly original. And it's just not, uh, it's not made into anything special. And that's kind of a bummer because it could be. I think it's a good idea. I think Hillary Swank is just like wasted. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's Hillary it's Swank. Such, it's <laughs> so, but it's like such a met, like, you know, she's not, a, I mean, Hillary Swank is Hillary Swank. It's fine. But do you like Hillary Swank? Oh, I was just saying, she can be incredible. Like, she can yeah, be yeah. a great fucking actress. Like, like I... I mean, I think she, she has such annoying like facial expressions, but she's yeah. so good. They're always at the, the same. roles when she's right. Yeah, it's under it's an underwritten character that doesn't like bring anything, in my opinion, to the movie that I think could be have been a better movie with that character either erased or changed or better. Yeah, and, and so I, I think also, you know, I was gonna say I almost think like the only reason maybe I'd go down to a three is like I do think Hillary Swank's character is like supposed to be pivotal and it doesn't really feel that way exactly like it doesn't have the impact 
we're told it's pivotal. Like literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. literally, mother shows up and is like, "You thought you you were pivotal, played a part." But guess what? Yeah, you had guess a what, you had bitch? a purpose. You had a role. Until now. Yeah, until yeah. Now. and we're yeah. done. Uh, and it's cool, but it's not that cool. Swank it could is have been way cooler. So I'm giving it a four. Swank's acting in that last scene is really good. Um, it's like it's horrifying. I, I rewatched that scene earlier, and yeah, yeah it's like it's terrifying. But yeah, so you guys both gave it a four. It's a good scene yeah. in an okay movie, but it's just okay. What did you think of Rose Byrne's robot voice? I mean, she's similarly. She sounds great as a robot. I don't know. I kind of when I was rewatching it, I was like. Like I, I love when she does voice work. She's like a pretty popular voice actor, actress now. But I kind of felt like it's not roboty enough. Well, I will say what I was gonna say while you were talking is she's very much supposed to sound like a creepy mom, and she does sound like yeah. a creepy mom. And Rose Byrne like could easily play a creepy mom. <laughs> yeah, she's so. like the smart house mom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's good. Um, all right, fours from you two for actoring. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next category. Let's talk about originality. How original were these movies? Uh, how clever were they? Do they stand out in the sci-fi genre, um, in the contained thriller genre, uh, and did they need to be made? Let's start with I Am Mother. Uh, Nick, why don't you kick us off? <sighs> Like I said, I think it is a, a pretty original. I think the general plot. So it's the general plot, Layla, is that <laughs> because because Gabe and I talked about this and I, he was like, I haven't rewatched it yet. And I don't know if I will. And I was like, this is the plot, right? There's so like we're in the future. The robots are bad, but we don't know that yet. The mother is bad, but we don't know that yet but is planning to recreate the human race by making them better and has all of these, you know, clones or whatever, embryos ready to go. It's but like a, a clever twi- eugenics. Yeah, our plot. twist is Fuck you, we've she's yeah. creating mother in this teenager that she's raising and has to engineer a situation in which this this teenager has to like own her situation and be motivated to make better humans and then ultimately that is by killing her mother in quotes because actually the mother is just like the engineer of the whole situation and so that's like i think that is that what happens i mean yeah but like i was gonna talk about this in spectacularity but like i just don't like it doesn't make sense to me though because like she goes against she ends up being more human than the robot wants her to be right and she goes that's against. Exactly she, that's what she wanted. I guess. <laughs> She's more human than you. I mean, yeah, I guess you could just do that as like a cop out for the plot for the screenplay. If you were the writer or whatever, it was like, well, but right. like maybe that was the purpose. So what and I'm I mean, saying is, yeah. the idea I think is cool. You think that there's? I I think it's cool. I think it's a good sci-fi. You know, sci-fi movies are exist to like make us, you know, th- uh, think about a, a real world situation in a metaphorical way and analyze our own use of you know technology and you know whatever to how does that expand our own humanity and yada yada i think this is a cool idea sci-fi wise it just the execution is just like like it's just so four out of seven to me um so like do i think it's a good idea yes is it like an original screenplay i think so i don't think it's based on anything 
does it blow me out of the water? No. Do I think it needed to be made? Yes. Could it have been better? Yes. So I gave it a five. I think it's above average because the idea, I think, is good. All right. What about you, Layla? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, as you were talking, like, all I could do was kind of, like, laugh a little bit because I just, like, the idea... Be, like as you're saying like you're supposed to f- discover something about humanity or whatever this whole film is basically that like robots straight up wiped the entire fucking earth basically said that humans suck and the robots like won in the end technically <laughs> because they like are now yeah. garnering a new race of humans that are like quote-unquote superior like i just mm-hmm. yeah, and they're, like, i don't know if i love that race of humans food they're like <laughs> they're like setting up the world to be better with better humans and it just ends it just, with them having one, basically. Yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah, we do get to have better humans. But that's such a weird, which is, I think, a cool, there's something there. You know what I mean? There's like a little, like, you could taste it. You're like, hmm, that's pretty good. Yeah, I just but, don't know how well it executed. Yeah, no, I um, I see that. I also think, to your point, I do think it is original. Like, there are a lot of... The concept of robots thinking that they need to like reprogram or like restart the human race is not new, but showing it in this timeline is certainly pretty original. Like we've seen definitely robots, so sci-fi films where the robots turn on the humans and they're like, we're going to eliminate y'all. That's plenty, like plenty, plenty. We've never seen the part where the robots win and then like enact their plan. (laughs) yeah so, the whole movie is just like the robots are like yeah we have a better idea than the rest of the whole everything else so we yeah okay fine i'll go with the five i was gonna go with the four but i'll go with the five i i think you would have been fine with the four because i kind of <laughs> I rem- so. when i watched I this so. the first time i just was like huh that's it like that was that's the movie yeah, there's something there, but it's just not it's, all the way there. It's and there's like kind of empty, but it has a cool ending. Um, it does, yeah. Well, Nick, why don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk about Moon? Another reason that these movies are similar because Layla just said something. The 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 robots technically have the humans' best interest in mind. Hmm. Mm. T- technically. Oh, in both of them, yeah. In both it's relative, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very relative, but technically they're there to support human beings. Um, and I think that that in the way it's executed in Moon, which is one of my favorite movies, is um, better. Layla doesn't like that this is one of my favorite It's movies. also one of mine, Layla. I know, I know, many, I know. Many a person. I know. <laughs> You're just not a man. You don't get it. <laughs> I'm not a man, thank God. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, Nick. Go ahead, keep going. It um, <laughs> but I will say on this rewatch, I didn't, it didn't have the same, um, it, it wasn't the same for me. So like, I watched it in like a class in in college and like learned about it before. It was an absolute 100 percent waste of my money to be in this class but it was very fun (laughs) and uh you know the the like themes in the movie are original and well done and having this like isolated movie that's like part body horror in a way and like existential crisis kind of horror and then you find that like the twist is that they're just like a cog in this like energy machine essentially is is cool 
but it it is on this rewatch was a little like shallow too, particularly because the ending is just like meh, like super meh. I agree. When he, yeah, it's and, interesting because the ending like goes into one of his later movies, Mute, that he made on Netflix. That is very bad, and I don't I don't suggest anybody watch it. It was one of the biggest disappointments. I had it on a list for like four years, and then it was just horrendous. Um, but like this exists in the same universe. Layla, what did you think about? Uh, what did you give it? Originality. Five point five. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with a five. Um, I don't know. I think this movie does like, and I read a lot about the movie after I watched it too. And I think the consensus I feel is that like, I do think it pulls on a lot of sci-fi tropes, but it does it in a very mm-hmm. like special way. Um, I right. think it does it in a very unique way. And, um, you know, the way that these two characters come together and how unique they are is really special. So, like, it's not something you can deny. It's a, it's a real, and also, like, to have a sci-fi film with this much, like, I don't know, levity? Like, it's, it's light at times. And, like, the comedy between these two characters is really sweet and lovely and very human. Um, and sci-fi can just be typically really like dark and ominous a lot of the time. So I enjoyed that. That's and I think that's point. a really original um, way to approach sci-fi. Um, so loved that. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty simple. I think it's like a lot of sci-fi tropes brought together in a very cool, different way, presented in a very different way. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a five. I I uh, just to jump in a little bit. The, I I I like the idea of someone who is a huge huge fan of sci-fi creating a movie that's his own, but also like taking those tropes and trying to expand on yeah. them. Like yeah. what Quentin Tarantino does with just like cinema and in, in yeah. general. Duncan Jones. Do you know that Duncan Jones is David Bowie's son? Layla I did not know that the guy who directs this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and wrote it. Um, I think there's a lot that's clever. There's also, I got to give a shout out for a couple things. Uh, the suck and cut machine from Wayne's World that they make fun of on air is used in this. When he's getting his hair cut, oh. it's the suck and cut machine. And it basically, it's like, it sucks and it cuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does suck. Um yeah, that's in here. I fucking love that. I, I don't know if he did it because of Wayne's World or if that's an actual thing that uh, astronauts use. Also, the uh, there's a lot of like careful attention to... I, I'll say this for eye candy when you guys talk about it because you might bring it up. But I, I really laughed at... I forgot that this is the very beginning of Obama's administration because it's 2009. Mm-hmm. And there's the moment at the very end when someone's when he's going to Earth and it, you hear the clips from the news or whatever of the people reacting to a clone coming back. And the guy's like, he's an illegal immigrant. They either need to lock him up or send him back. And I was like, damn, this movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> like He didn't understand how prevalent that was going to be later. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in the ending that is just not when I rewatched it I was like they didn't flesh this very potentially cool part of the movie out like at all it is a blink of an eye thing when he goes back but like he goes back with like millions of dollars worth of energy yeah. held hostage and essentially blows open 
like the biggest you know company on earth crime yeah like yeah this like massive despicable crime that probably also involves the original Sam. Yeah, it Bell. definitely did, and he he had to have con, um, confirmed it. Yeah, it's fucked up. I I, I have a question though, because um, I I had this question at the end this time rewatching. Um, why do they get sick and expire essentially if someone's gonna just come and kill them anyways, or they go in that box and they die, and they get killed? Like, why do they need to expire so that they're not able to like tell? They're not able to escape on just their own. Just in case, and stuff. as like a yeah, yeah as like a uh, a failsafe. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't like survive in the ship out there when because he returns his body back to the ship at right. the end. Right. Um, yeah, I think they just incinerate them, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty fucked. Yeah, I think it's a failsafe. I don't think it's an incineration thing because he would be able to see that, but it's like something that just like immediately puts them out when they go yeah. in that. Um, Anyways, okay, so that was a 5 from Layla and a 5.5 from Nick. <laughs> really uh, glad we dissected that. Uh, <laughs> really just breaking down how to kill a clone. I mean, I was, I just want – like I've seen this movie now like 15 this times This podcast is brought like, to you by like, www.howtokillaclone.com. No, I haven't watched it. I always say 15. Howtokillaclone.com. Go to www.howtokillaclone.com. Enter promo code facing off. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for that promo. Uh, we're we're so happy to be sponsored by them. Uh, let's move on to the next category. Let's talk about spectacularity. Let's talk about how engaging <laughs> the movies were. Um, yeah. You know whether there were things that kept you out of it, um, such as runtime or other distracting things or stupidity. Um, Layla, what did you think about Moon's spectacularity? Yeah, I'm going to go with a five. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I I did not love this the way that I thought I was going to based off of the way the two of you had talked about this movie. And Mm -hmm. I think I just like for me, like I just enjoyed it. Like I thought it was like entertaining. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was perfect. And I and I don't know if I'll be able to rewatch this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. There were, there were certain things that like, even like the actual like storyline wise, like I feel like I was pulled out a tiny bit cause I had questions and I didn't feel like it was like really like helping me understand some things. Like I still don't fully understand. Like they had the j- they found the jammers or whatever that were jamming live streaming or whatever, mm-hmm. but the robot live streamed inside of no, the no, base. No. Um, he well, walked in the, on I it think, live streaming. <laughs> I think that the robot is able to turn off the jammers or whatever. They're, like they, there's mm-hmm. like just plug in and turn off the jammers because he mm-hmm. like changes something when he walks up. But but then but then at the same time that robot like does anything and everything for this guy too cuz he's there to like make him happy. So it's like why didn't he just ask the robot? He literally like lets him look at all of his logs of all the different clones. <laughs> like it just I don't think he fully he still fully trusted the robot. Like maybe the robot's just showing him that because he knows he's going to die. But I think that the point is like the robot hides it from him until he by him hiding it from him, he's causing a detriment to him because the robot's there to help him. And if mm-hmm. he could see that he's distressed and scared and and freaked out about it, the robot ends up helping him. Gertie. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. At, the, at any point before that, it doesn't necessarily need to because he's he's not really like searching for all those answers. It's, and the robot tries its hardest to not give him those answers until he's like Deus Ex Machina. Maybe it is. Yeah, probably. He like Gertie says like I'm not authorized to allow to like let you do that. I think in reference to you know the live stream situation, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I mean, I guess what I'm, I guess. So I feel like he all, has a limit. So I guess my all in all point is I didn't love the writing in the sense of mm-hmm. like the ambiguity of what, when this robot can go past those like protocols or when it is like, I'm protecting you now, but I was protecting you differently before. Like that was a little hard for me to swallow. And I didn't think it like always made sense or always played into the story perfectly. Um, but that was just me. Like when I was watching mm. it, it pulled me out of it a little bit because I just was like, I, I don't really get. I mean, this, Julie, and I Julie saw it for the first time too, and she she had a similar question. Yeah. yeah, I just it didn't it didn't it wasn't as seamless as I wanted it to be in the sense of like at the end I was like, oh fuck, all of that was so cool. I need to go back and like try to really understand how I got to this point, kind of a thing. At the end of this movie, I kind of was just like, all right, I was entertained. Sam's performance was really funny. I loved the way the two of them went back and forth. I loved how, like, grotesque his body falling apart was. I thought that was, like, such a cool, like, yeah, horror, horror. Like, yeah. yeah, like, it just, it was a interesting thing to throw into, like, this sci-fi movie um, that, like, had started so comically. Like, I just, there were definitely aspects that I thought were um, really entertaining and really interesting. I just, when it comes to sci-fi, like, sci-fi is all about, like, fucking your mind and being like holy shit that's insane and i didn't really feel that this much here and i felt like there were a little bit of loopholes with mm-hmm. the robot kind of being able to just do all these different things at different moments and all yeah. of that so um yeah it's so interesting to me like i remember seeing it for the first time in the theater after watching the trailer and see it like thinking that uh, it's like in his head he's losing his mind after three years and then watching the movie and then they reveal it but also just like why they reveal it and how they talk about it. I was like blown away the first time. Like I walked out and I was like, holy shit, that's like a fucking masterpiece. Obviously I don't think that now. I do. Yeah. I do want to acknowledge, and this is where I was going to acknowledge this too, Nick. I, I also hated the ending or I don't know if you hated it, but I really didn't like the ending. I, I was disappointed like it. by it. I didn't, I don't know if I really cared much, thought much about it the first time. Because that wasn't the part that drew me in, but this time I definitely didn't really like it. I just I, and I don't have an answer necessarily. I just feel like maybe there was a better way to wrap it up than him just shooting to Earth, and all of a sudden you just hear these like voiceovers of how people are reacting to this clone. Like, I almost wish we didn't even know. I almost wish they left it ambiguous, and he just shot out, and you were like, "I wonder what happened there." <laughs> if, he it, yeah. um, you know, if they if they incorporate the live feed again, and he you know he feeds back into Gertie or tells Gertie something, something, I mean, something sure. like that. Yeah, but like the way they um, do it is, um, makes it all a little feel goody. I think left, is what I'm trying to say. They might have left yeah. it open, like if he wanted to do a sequel or right. something. It is very, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I I hear you. What about yeah. you, Nick? Yeah, I would say objectively, I think it's a five. For me, I like watching this movie a lot. Um, Julie made the really good point that it does not feel like an hour and 37 minutes. It feels like a longer movie. Oh, my God. I totally agree Dude, with if that. if you watch it on Pluto TV, I didn't. it was a disaster <laughs> because it was every 10 – I didn't – because oh. I was at Alexis. Like every 10 minutes, there's a commercial. Yeah. 
for an hour and 37 minute movie. Think of that. Every yeah. 10 minutes. That made that like a two and a half hour movie. God, that's but awful. But to Julie's point, though, like I didn't watch it with commercials and it did really feel weirdly long for being like why. a good length I, movie. I, I, I mean, I agree. I don't know why that is. Probably maybe it's the the contained you know. It's just it's a contained. lot of dialogue between the two of them. It I think a lot of at a certain point, not for sure. Really, a ton transpires, and you're right. It isn't really like this like mind blowing type of twist to the movie, but it is. It's like subtly disturbing, and it, what what Moon really is disturbing. is this like this like homage to older <laughs> sci fi movies like. Um, is it Solaris? Yeah. I always Very to similar to Solaris. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, this, like, homage to, like, older sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. And that's I a agree. little bit, totally. like, what he's doing at the, be- the like, bookend part. I mean, it's just, it's just not, um, objectively not anything more than a five. Yeah, I, I will point out, I thought Layla was going to bring this up. I don't know if it <laughs> hit you as hard, but this is like one of my favorite music or movie scores of all time. Like I just, I re- Clint Mansell was just like constantly shafted by awards. Like for and it, his Requiem for a Dream score is like one of the most famous scores, but it wasn't like nominated, I don't think, for anything. Yeah, I, I liked think it. This score, like, like. The score is what really got me the first time, I think, mm. when I was watching Did it. Did you see like, this in theaters? The right... Yeah. Mm. I went with Clay, I think. Do you um, think that affected your experience watching this movie? Sure, but I've watched it a bunch since then, That's and true. I just really... I just love what Sam Rockwell does, and I really, really, really like the score. Like, a, a yes. ton. And Sherlock... Like, Hans Zimmer was nominated for Sherlock Holmes, and, like, Sherlock, I like Sherlock Holmes. I love Hans Zimmer, Give me a fucking break. This is a better score than that. Um, I was going to bring up one other thing. There is, the, the thing that took me out of it this time uh, is the memory scenes. I, I know that they're implanted memories. I like when it's like that dream when he's like reaching out from the bed. Mm. But like every scene with him and his wife in the memory sequences is just so corny to me. And you know yeah. how I fucking hate a memory yeah. sequence. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. So you guys both gave a five uh, mm-hmm. spectacularity. Yeah. Um, okay. What about I Am Mother? Did that <sighs> keep your attention? No, it did not. Um, oh, no. I gave it a three. Oh, oh no. Ooh. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I just it so little seems to feel like it's happening at all times. Like I feel like every scene while I was watching it, I just was like, okay. <laughs> The only thing that got me like the only thing that got my heart racing in this movie was every time the fucking robot like whenever mother was like running. Oh yeah. <laughs> mother running yeah. scares the living yeah, Jesus out of me. It's well done, yeah. It's like those Boston <laughs> Dynamics dogs but like the like oh a my whole God. body version of that. You know when like you get that feeling the when steps. someone's chasing you and you start to kind of like flip out a little bit or whatever they like do a that good job with the sound too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's terrifying. Uh it's fucking terrifying. That's the only thing that got like my heart like pumping in this movie. Um I don't know. All of the scenes between the young girl and mother just like I just feel like there was so much of it and I didn't like need it and I didn't even care for it. Like at the, at the beginning I was like fine, this is establishing something. But then it just kind of kept going. Um, I feel like once uh, What's-Her-Face gets there, that also drags out. Like, 
I don't know. There's so much. Like, she's just there. And then there's, like, I think they're trying to build, like, a psychological tempo, basically. Um, But it doesn't work at all. No. Um, No. No, it doesn't. There's something uh, tedious about the movie. It's very tedious. And it shouldn't be. No, it's very tedious. It's, I'm really glad that we were talking about it because I just, (laughs) there's something about it that I really like, but there's also something about it that I just fucking hate. There's, for me, the fact that all of, all of the reveals meant nothing to me. Like nothing. When they get to the, the mines, I was like, okay, she lied. (laughs) Like, I just didn't care at that point. (laughs) What, I what remember kid? when I first watched it that I the ending scene I remember not liking it I guess but the <laughs> ending scene I thought was so good and so haunting that I was like why couldn't the whole fucking movie have been this <laughs> Yeah it's a haunting really interesting idea that they're essentially like the t- like I am mother is about the robot and about eventually the teenager that they're grooming her essentially to be this like mother figure for the rest of you know humanity and giving that's right that's what's happening right yeah i mean yeah you get there and then i just felt disappointed when that became exactly. the thing 100 <laughs> agree yeah i know i totally agree which is, uh, you gave it a three yeah i mean i just i wouldn't say that i was like entirely disengaged but like i was i didn't care I did not care about what I was watching at all. Ah, that's fair. I cared, so I gave it a four. But barely. <laughs> so it's not a five. Because, but, like, I really like some scene. Like, the end is haunting. Yeah. I kind of like that you that you go back and you're like, oh, that's why there's crops all of a sudden. <laughs> Where they're, they're, like, grooming the world to be, like, a, a new utopia for, like, a bunch of ethical humans. Uh I don't know. And I really do enjoy the scene where Mother uh, shows up at Hilary Swank's... Um, That's what uh, I was talking about, the ending. Beach. Oh, yeah. Her, like, But I don't understand, thing. like, what what about the daughter at that point? Did the robot say, like, yes, now I can give up and just be gone? Because she like, killed what her it, mother. She, like, I mean, she hadn't, though. Should. She hadn't, though. Like, she was standing there disobeying every single thing that this robot had taught her to do. And I know, I guess the point is that, like, that's the point. You're supposed to disobey. I don't know. But, like, yeah. in, the, in the lessons or whatever, she's talking to her about, like, you do, you're not supposed to have that empathy. You're supposed to sacrifice for, like, whatever, everybody. Like, she's, she's, she's saying no to that. Like, she's not following the preaching that this, like, robot is teaching. All good leaders eventually kill their robot mother. Hmm. Yeah. That's the moral, right? That's what she's trying to teach her. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't think I don't know. It doesn't well fully make I don't think a lot it makes of sense, any sense. But I think <laughs> that's what's happening, right? And I just like that, that she's like, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't part of it at all. And then the whole door slam and, like. That's that's cool. That's sci-fi cool. I don't know. I that's like sci-fi that. cool. So to summarize for Nick and Layla, I am mother more like I am slightly bored and disappointed. Uh, let's move on <laughs> yeah. to the next category. I am left wanting more. I am not fulfilled. Uh, let's talk about eye candy. I let's am... talk about the visual elements yeah. of these movies. Uh Talk talk about everything visual. Uh, Layla, start off with I Am Mother. Okay. Um, 
I am I the only one that felt like everything like on the beach by the crates felt like it was a video game. Yeah, like yeah, it fair. looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. Like I just it's... when when they first walk out onto the beach, I'm like, what the fuck are we looking at? Um, I I know it's that like the like matrixy. It's like trying to look like a little bit like the uh, like the dark. I don't know. Are you talking darkness? about when they're in their tubs and stuff? No, like the way the world, oh, the yeah. surface looks in the major. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was weird too because like when you know she walks out and it's like almost looks like literally the tragedy of Macbeth. It's like that white like <laughs> air yeah. or whatever, and like the kind of barren trees and stuff. Um, it's just so different from that to the beach too. Like I just don't fully understand like why they it just doesn't feel cohesive or like they knew like they were just like let's just make this look ominous. <laughs> it just didn't yeah. feel like it was like a real thing that they darkness bad. Thought all the way through. Um yeah. And then you know so much of it is set in that bunker thing. I I don't think the bunker looks like insanely creative or anything like that. I think the robot doesn't look super super creative uh shooting wise the only thing that i think that was like cool was the way the robot ran and the way they shot the way the robot ran and that was pretty much it for me that's the only part where i was like whoa (laughs) clearly had a high budget through netflix with a big star like hillary swank yeah and and that's it yeah Yeah, i don't know i'll go with a three i guess i don't know it just yeah I mean, this is, I would give it like, I do like the, the design of mother. Like mm. you said, I like the way she, run, I like the way she runs. <laughs> uh, I would give it, <laughs> I don't know. It's either a two or a three because of all the the categories, like this is the one where I was like, you guys just didn't nail this. Like there's, there's something there to nail. Like it's not. It's not gruesome enough. It's not intense enough. It's not the difference between Hillary Swank and the teenager aren't isn't stark enough. She doesn't look like she's been living her whole life on the run from killer androids and living in a a crate on the beach. Yeah. She looks like Hillary Swank, you know, ran <laughs> a, a couple dirty miles. Dirt. Ran a couple miles and then had to like run to the store without showering. Like, she just doesn't, it just doesn't look, um, it just doesn't, it's not enough, you know? It's not scary enough, it's not hor- horrific enough, it's not, you know, realistic or gritty enough, it's just sort of like a, you know, this is what a sci-fi movie should look like. And, and that, I, yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. It looks like, um, it looks almost like Star Wars-y. But not like in newer a, Star Wars inside yeah, of a like, ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't is not. Well, that's um, why I landed on a creative. three because, like, I don't think it looks bad inside. No, like, no. it's there's enough money in there for them to have put together a good set design. Like, it is not like bad. It's just like that's where creative about ninety five percent of the movie is, and it's so basic. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. basic. Yeah, and it could have made the movie a lot better if you were like, dang, these robots really f this place up. You know, it just doesn't, you know, Hillary Swank is really messed up. She only has one eye and she's covered in burns. <laughs> They're not going like to give that. Hillary Swank know. one eye, but yeah. That's the problem, though. <laughs> Don't cast Hillary Swank. 
Don't cast Hilary Swank. Cast yeah. some unknown that's willing to get down. Yeah, dirty. well, they needed it to be a popular movie I know. on Netflix. I know why they, they did, it. but I, I would agree. I, I would also give it a three. Okay. Uh, Nick, why don't you talk about Moon, the visual elements. I'm going to give a few notes at the end. I know you've been looking through the trivia, but uh, I just want to preface this with Moon was made with $5 million, which is fucking absurd. I think it looks great. I think there's a, a look that he went for with the um, the way that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John yeah. uh, look. The um, yeah, the I love machines that, that, that harvest yeah. the surface of the moon to create energy. Yeah. It's, that's just how it is, obviously. That's what they do, dude. That's just where all the energy is on the surface of the moon. Hello. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, give it, I give it a six. I love also the body horror wow. of Sam Rockwell. Um, the way that that looks, I just think that, is it like, does it look amazing all the time? No. Are there enough like creative ways of making the, the way the movie works for what the movie is? Yes. I, there you, I can run out of counting them on my hands. I have to start counting on my toes. Um, yeah, you know, Gertie's emoji faces. That's a really cool choice that does a really good job of conveying the whole build of of yeah, Gertie the with the Gertie like looks the like, like sh- being treated like shit as like the robot the like kick me post it yeah. the like coffee stains on its side yeah there's like, so many details in the background too that no. start to give away the plot almost of the movie that you just have to pick up if you've seen it multiple times or like analyzed it in a class yeah. you paid for for no reason <laughs> like it it is uh it's the the devil's in the details. I'm curious what Layla's gonna say, yeah, but she doesn't, I, like, she doesn't agree. We should have filmed. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna disagree. I um, I was really just thinking about the eye candy. The um, in the details. I do think, kind of going off of your point, I do think that this movie uses space really well, and I like, yeah. like, yeah. how they use the space, like. This is like kind of the, the the thing that's wrong with I Am Mother, right? Like there's this space that yeah. they're in for so much of the movie and it's like not used as like a tool to like help the story. Yes. Um, I think it very much is in this. And and you have to when it's like a standstill, like in one place, one actor movie. Um, and they do a great job of it. I do see the details. I love that. You definitely feel the life that he's like kind of built over these three years because of that environment. So it's just really smart how they put all of that together. Um. Yeah, I don't, like, as far as, like, the space stuff, like, I think it looks fine. I don't know. I don't think it's, like, amazing or anything. They do spend a fair amount of time, like, on those little rover things, like, driving around on the moon and Matthew stuff Mark like that. John. Oh, no. no those <laughs> the little, little rover things. Yeah. Um, And I think it's fine. I just, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, that stuff looks so cool or anything. Um. Uh... Yeah, I do think the like horror makeup stuff is probably my favorite part visually. I think it like yeah. is so cool and it was very real and it looked like grotesque in a great way. Like I was pretty disgusted, which is how it job, should even, be. Even with their skin tones and the way they mm-hmm. made Sam Rockwell look like he's so tan in the fr- at the yeah. beginning and he's so oh pale. yeah, it's a good yeah. it, like you need that contrast between His the two of them and changes so dramatically. Yeah, so I was about to just say like the last thing would be like the physicality of the two of them, um, the way that yeah. they shot the two of them, the way they shot their scenes together, um, the fighting, all of that like choreography yeah. and stuff like. 
all very smart and it plays right into and that's like what makes this movie just a genuinely good movie all of these aspects play a part in telling the story and sci-fi is really big that way like it's really important that every little detail plays a part in those little things that you're going to figure out over time or you're going to look back and be like oh my god I should have seen that or I didn't really get that in the beginning Um, this movie does a lot of that so I'll go with a five (laughs) On the Sam Rockwell point, like the way that they show him, it's wild that this movie simultaneously makes me go, hey, Sam Rockwell actually might be hot. And at the same time be like, oh, fuck, Sam Rockwell looks so weird if you put blood on him uh, and make him pale. Uh, like, I think Sam Rockwell's like, mouth Yeah, because yeah, his so, like, teeth are puffy. falling out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I – so – on the space part, because that was the thing that really stood out to me this time I rewatched it, that like it, the CGI ages pretty be- poorly. I remember when it came out how fucking good it looked for mm. being an indie movie. And I got to just remind, again, $5 million for a yeah, budget for, sure. for a I, sci-fi movie yeah. is so low. Like, I cannot find you another movie that is made with that amount, especially with this much... Um, uh, production that went into the like stage production and everything, like everything that they built up, that costs a fuck ton of money. And then you don't have that much for CGI, and CGI costs a ton of money. So like, I don't really fault the movie at that, but I do agree. Like, that's it's my point that I bring up with older movies is like you're gonna age your movie by showing computer screens that are clearly too old. But if you don't show them as much, or you say that it is at a specific time period, it's okay. Um, it's the ones that you're like saying like, this is futuristic. And I think that this movie handles it in a way where it's kind of creative about what it thinks the future is. It's minimalistic instead yeah. of like futuristic. Too much. I, I also think that like, and I was thinking this while I was watching it, I think it aids the, I think the comedy of the film aids that visual as well. Like I think yeah. how like lighthearted it feels at times. Like if it was just a pure scary drama and then he drove out onto the moon and it looked like that. You'd be like, uh, I'd be like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, no. that's like what stands out creatively about this movie is its tone and how mm-hmm. it shifts and yeah. how it like getting an actor that's capable of doing that. I, you know, also with the station itself, like in, and how they built it, um, I was looking at the IMDb trivia and they were, they showed it at NASA and a few astronauts like asked like why the, the building, like what kind of material was used for the station and like why they built it that way. And Duncan Jones explained that the way that he believed it to be was that they would use partly uh, moon material, like uh, the earth of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, they would use that to build the station, the first people that got there, the astronauts that were first building those stations. So there's just like, my only point of that is there's just like a lot of um, care that went into the right. details of this movie. Yeah. And the way that the inside of the station is built is so fascinating, especially when they give you time when he's sleeping that they show you the halls of the place, you know, when it's quiet in there. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of, it's a silly thing and it kind of dates it to the early two thousands, but, um, I kind of like the way they do the title sequence, like with the, the words like kind of hanging in. So like someone walks past the words and stuff. Yeah. 
I it's like, like when they do that. It's like in shots of him doing stuff, yeah. For yeah, sure. and it looks really cool that they're like built into the screen instead of like just running across the screen. That's what I liked about it. So I, I, there's a lot of eye candy that still sticks out to me. Let's finish it up. Let's talk about the legacy of this movie. Oh, wait. You guys also didn't talk about Sam Rockwell's butt, and there are a shit ton of images of his butt, including are at the there? very beginning, his naked ass butt is hanging out there, and that man has a tukus. Um, let's talk I about I legs. There's a shit ton of shots butt. of his butt, dude. Have you guys watched the unrated Did I watch like a rated, like a <laughs> third Yeah, since, maybe. Uh, what do you, what's the lasting legacy of Moon for you, Nick? Uh, I think it, it consistently gets put on lists of like movies you haven't seen that you should. And it's a the, hidden gem for sure. It, yeah, it, it consistently gets put on lists like that. I mean, is it like the best sci fi movie ever? Is it one that, like no is it going to get shown as like a movie that pays a lot of does um pays homage to other sci-fi movies in a way that does not take away from what the movie is by itself yeah like it it is it is that um so it's like a real like sci-fi fans movie um so i don't want to give it you know and it, and it's well you know liked um, so I don't want to give it like a four. I don't think it's average. It's maybe like a five in Legacy. Four point five, five. I, I mean, know. you got to give it credit for the cult, right? Level of this. This is like a really, above, really above beloved movie by sci-fi nerds and and a lot of male cinephiles. Because sure. uh, I, I don't, I just don't know a lot of people that have seen this movie. Um, but it is really, really well loved by the people that have or like watched it when it came out or in college or something. Um, and again, it, it is if when it was on Netflix for a while, it's one of those like first hits on like hidden gems when you go down there. And that's like one of my favorite categories to look at on any app. Layla, what's the legacy like for you? I, oh, yeah, I am still going to go with a four. Um okay. I absolutely acknowledge. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have absolutely... like big explosions and aliens and shit. Yeah, yeah, because you know that's, that's what, what I need. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is what she's looking for. Sorry, to pass the Bechdel <laughs> test. I um, there is one woman. Oh, if the daughter and the mother talk to each other, that would have been good. Um, go I ahead. I don't think it counts if it's a kid. <laughs> um, I absolutely acknowledge that this is like this is a very beloved movie by the people that have seen it as well as it's like a 90 91% I think on Rotten Tomatoes and like great on IMDb not shocking that it's great on IMDb but um it's beloved I totally I get I get that and I get um that within the genre it's important um I am just going to be the little bit of the unbiased because I didn't love it the same way I I I think we all know this. I am avidly involved in the film community and I pay really close attention to things that come out. And I am shocked. I have never even heard of this movie. Like I had not heard of this movie once before these two said it to me. That's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's and one I'm... of those movies I can bring up in like a group at like a party or whatever. And, and people will be like, fuck, I love that movie. I haven't seen that in so long. That's but, crazy. Or, or there will be people that don't know movies that are like, what the fuck is Moon? 
Like, yeah. Like, and I guess that's yeah. kind of the distinction I'm making where it's like, I'm not even saying it as like my whole community's never heard of it or something like that. Like, I, I don't know people that know this movie, but also I do follow movies really closely and I actually yeah. love sci-fi and fantasy and all of that whole genre. So it is shocking to me that I've never heard of it. And I just think it does play into this category very specifically that like, I don't think it was like super marketed back then. I don't even know if it's like still no, super it was a really small indie movie. For it sure. Wasn't, like it was ba- it was only in like small theaters. Right. So. Yeah. So it like, like it had a really small release, like super yeah. small release. Um, it has a cult following, but it sounds like it's a pretty small cult following. So I'm giving it up until the four because of how incredible it was received by that population of individuals. Yeah. But I have to acknowledge mm-hmm. the fact that there are still so many people, despite its cult following, that have not caught on to it or have watched That's it. Fair. Well, stop sleeping under moon rocks. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, Layla, do you think... Oh, wait. Actually, I had a couple points about uh, uh, moon before we move on. Just... Uh, I think like I it wasn't a big movie so this all makes sense but when I look back at the Academy Awards like the things that won that year in 2010 cuz this movie came out in 2009 um oh, there's just ones that I'm like in my personal ones I'm just like what <laughs> like Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman getting nominated for Invictus like he doesn't even do like a very good Nelson Mandela in that uh, and George, like I love Up in the Air, but George Clooney isn't like amazing and Up yeah, in the Air. Had but Sam, Sam like come on the scene yet? No. So this is like er- Sam was already a popular actor, especially a character actor. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of stuff. But this was like one of the ones where people are like, "Oh, okay, this guy could be really good." And then later you get, you know, his win for three uh, billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri, which I, I. I'm more mad that he won for that yeah. than this. Um, I just, it's just mm. like there was a lot of star power that year, but also like that was a year when The Blind Side and Precious were nominated for Best Picture and won a bunch of awards. And like, no offense to Precious, all offense to Blind Side, which I don't give a shit about. Um, just finding a way to shit on Sandy. <laughs> I just like, it's like no one talks about either of those movies anymore. And no one ever will again. Precious okay. is more okay. Like, people talk about the blind. A lot of people still okay, talk the about blind the blind side. Maybe, but it's like on TV so fucking, on FX, like yeah, every it's such weekend. Like a corny Hollywood movie. <laughs> yeah, it's such a corny. <laughs> thank you. I mean, they, that's kind of my point. But like Precious, for instance, and like oh. a couple others that came out that year, I'm just like, no one talks about them. But there are a lot of people that are like that love Moon, like sci-fi fans and stuff. I'm yeah. not saying that it should have been nominated for any of this. But, I mean, besides Clint Mansell, but, like, that's and kind of its legacy be, for me that, like, to, I look back and I go, wow, this was so much better than most of the movies that you To be fair, like, to anyone listening to this, it's weird to me. What I'm trying to say is it's very yeah. odd to me. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> like, I genuinely no. don't understand yeah. how this went so under the radar and how still like, so many people don't know about it. <laughs> I think it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and someone just erased that part of your memory and that you yeah. always knew about this and it was your yeah. favorite movie and, and before you did it, but it hurt you, know? you at some point and so you erased it. Let's finish That would out. make more sense than me not knowing about it, so yes. <laughs> All right, let's finish yes. out. What is the, le- is there going to be a legacy for I Am Mother? Has there been? <laughs> I, I, why is it so liked on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't yeah. know. I had this thought when I was it's looking so... at them before. I was like, oh, oh the wow, critics. these are, 
like beloved movies. I'm checking Letterbox <laughs> by critics. It was it's like ninety one percent critics rating. It's like seventy five percent audience, which makes more sense. But I would think it would be like more like sixty five percent. Like yeah. I would give it a gent like a tiny bit positive review overall. Sure, its score is going to be just a bit above where we averagely like the like the middle point of the the um. What what is what happens when we have perfect score? I don't what's know. The, what's the total? What's our perfect score with seven? For when there's two people, uh, fourteen. No, no, Jesus. <laughs> no, like, oh my God! Why can't I do the math? What are you okay. talking it, about? It doesn't. Okay, yeah. you think about if the we math. Gave and I, all sevens to a movie. Oh, sorry. That's uh, fuck. I don't. I think it's seventy-five. I think we're idiots. No, um, it's seventy-five. It's it's seventy-five. Oh, no, I'm it's sorry, listeners. It's sorry, it's seven. Yeah, seven. okay. Jesus, seven I'm times so five times. Sorry, two. everybody. Yeah, go it's going to be a little bit above average, and yeah. that's what I'd give it. Ninety-one percent. What? Ninety-one. Yeah, I don't get it. By critics, I don't no fucking sense. get it. I, that just ninety-one percent of critics gave this a more favorable review than not, and that's that's kind of what the math is on Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes we don't really know, like, like I, what is a more favorable review? Like sometimes it's like. This movie is like a three out of five or whatever, which isn't like great or like two and a half out of five, but they call that positive. You know, I I just don't I don't quite understand that. I don't think that anyone's going to go back and be like, you know, that's a really well liked movie on Netflix that nobody's seen. Is I Am Mother? Like, I just don't think that anyone cares. It's one of those Netflix movies, Netflix original movies that's not showcased by them anymore, and that's got to mean something. That's, yeah, that's should say it all. So I'm going to give it like a. A three. Yeah, that's where I landed. I was going to give it a two personally, but then I was like, I feel really wrong considering how much critics like said nice things. Because even just in the sense of legacy, like if someone were to see it and be like, should I watch this? And like, look at those. They're going to look at those scores and be like, oh, shit, I guess I'll give it a chance. Like, why not? Um but yeah, this this is this is a two for me personally. Like it wasn't right. the worst thing I've ever oh. seen, but like I I have zero oh. I, like I would be upset if I had to rewatch the movie. Um, yeah. There's no reason to. No. There's no yeah, reason I, to. Like I just don't feel anything. I mm-hmm. again did not know this movie existed. I yeah. also did not know this movie existed until I was told that it existed. So there's that. And this was yeah. 2019. This was only a couple of years ago. And again, I feel like I follow every single trailer account that exists on YouTube, Instagram, every platform that exists. And the fact that I didn't see this trailer (laughs) says a lot. Um, Yeah. Bad. I'll give it a three, though. I'll just be kind. Okay, threes for them. What's the final score, Nick? It's slightly above the middle point at 37. Oh, wow. Yeah. 37 out of 70 for I Am Mother. And what about Moon? 53.5. I'm a little disappointed by that, but I'm okay with it. I think that Layla was very fair to a movie that like didn't excite her as much as she wanted it to. Yeah, she right? gave it all yeah. positive scores yeah. except Legacy was an average score. That's totally fair. If if a mo- if you don't know the movie, that that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any recommendations for other like sci-fi things or similar things? I, I didn't think do, about it. Yeah, I think you yeah. should just go. The only thing I, I could some. think of yeah. was like iRobot. <laughs> iRobot's a pretty good um, movie. I bet it's not that good when you rewatch. I didn't know that Alan Tudyk was uh, Sam in that, the the main robot. 
Oh yeah. I feel like I've rewatched iRobot a lot because yeah. it's like on I did TNT and like all those channels. All it used to be. I all haven't the time. had cable or satellite in like ten years, so I or I didn't like. I would use it for sports and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some of my favorite classic sci-fi movies that maybe you haven't seen and you should if you like sci-fi movies. Um, I really like the original Solaris. Yeah, by Tarkovsky. It's really yeah. good. I really, really like it's a good book too that movie for some reason uh brazil if you go back and <laughs> yeah. watch the movie brazil have you yeah. seen brazil layla yes a, <laughs> do you not like brazil no i liked brazil terry I, gilliam is very wacky but yes uh, but i love that movie i've come to wacky, really enjoy that it. one um i would i would say you should go and watch those and you should go and watch all of the alien movies because i really enjoy those no i wouldn't say all of the alien just movies. go and watch all of them I mean, I Alien think watching Alien movies bad, are just dude. fun. Like, I just yeah. think they're a good yeah. fucking time, so watch all point. of them. I yeah. basically... <laughs> At a certain so, point, they stop being smart and start being really dumb. I watched just, all of them. I just, like, the problem... Alien 3 is bad, and I just feel bad because that was the first... Uh, that was the feature debut for David Fincher and he's nonstop talked about how the studio just absolutely fucked him at every yes. turn and just kept but like, it's so oh, interesting that they yeah. fucked him at every turn. Yeah. Cause there is a really interesting story. It's interesting in it. how they fucked him. Yeah, it is. And the alien covenant is like horrendously bad, uh, later, but, uh, okay. Those are good ones. I, I mean, arguably the best sci-fi of all time outside of like alien and a few others is uh 2001 a space odyssey right, right. and yeah, i've rewatched it i didn't really like it when i first watched it besides like being that that it's a technical marvel but rewatching it, i i really really enjoyed it and you could just see you know the two movies we did today they're they're basically version their robots are basically versions of hal from that and mm-hmm. and hal's uh, it's so good and it's a really really intelligent movie um one that kind of like i haven't rewatched it but it's just always gone under everyone's radar but i remember like thinking it was gonna suck and then i saw it in theaters and i was like whoa that was fucking good is oblivion with tom cruise and andrea riceborough like interesting that it it's visually fucking insane. I don't know okay. if that has aged poorly because it's a lot of CGI. But when I saw it in theaters, I was like, "This movie's so crisp, and all the effects are cool, and it has this awesome twist." It's it's very similar to Dune, like in its mm. storyline, which maybe heard it with like critics and stuff. But I really like Oblivion. Last one, not necessarily sci-fi, but a lot like Moon. I think it's a more a uh, wild version of Moon, but I think Moon is a, a easily enjoyable movie, as like Layla was saying with it, that it like it has this levity to it. Um, is Enemy with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, God, uh, yeah. I <laughs> and and I always recommend rewatching that. Enemy because you're not going to understand it the first time because yeah. um, it's purposefully very confusing. But that movie rocks. Uh, so does Jake Gyllenhaal. So does Sam Rockwell. Hey guys, uh, we're taking a two-week break. Oh yeah, from the for pod a very special our, reason. Our boy Nicholas is getting married. Ow, to ow. The love of his life, Julie, uh, who will be a, uh, essentially a host on on uh, on an episode coming out that we teased out in the future. Uh, an all-female cast of Facing Off Pod is coming out. Uh, 
Yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get it's there, congratulations to that. Nicholas. Uh, <laughs> so excited to celebrate with you, my guy. Yay! Yeah. Yay. So uh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You don't need to follow us on social media. Uh, you know, you can look us up if you want to, and like us if you want to. But what Please. we will ask is if you follow us on Spotify, which I hope a lot of you already do and you found it on Spotify, hello to the newcomers if you haven't heard us before, um, please rate it on there. It's it's really easy. It's an easier process than Apple, although we would also like you to do it on Apple. But please uh, give us a rating on uh, Spotify. It would mean a lot to us and it would really help us. Uh, we love you all. Uh, and if you have any sci-fi recommendations, just send it our way, some way. But you don't have to follow us on social media. Uh, anybody got a send-off? You look like a radioactive tampon. <laughs> like a banana with a yeast infection. <laughs> Is that in one of the movies? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.